You're listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast, episode 13. On this week's podcast, I'm asking a very, very important question. Are you your own dream customer? So on this episode, we're going to find out if that is true or false. Let's get into it. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode on Brave and Boss. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the ethical fashion brand Encircled, mentor and business coach. I am so excited to have you back rejoining the podcast. If you're a repeat listener, hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. I am super excited to deliver some massive value on today's episode, where we were talking all about dream customers. Now, before I get into this, I'm going to hit you with a few things. Well, first disclosure, dream customer is a term that I kind of made up, but you'll see you'll see in here in the industry commonly the ICA, the ideal customer avatar or the ideal customer. Um, and now I think there's been some shifts to make that more like um, the ideal audience, so not to make it so niche and limiting. Um, but at the end of the day, we all have kind of that one person we see as like our absolute dream customer that we want to shape our marketing around and our whole customer experience and our website experience. And when I go through this exercise of identifying your dream customer with my coaching clients and also in my 90 day customizable marketing plan, there's a section on identifying your dream customer it's super important for us to really take the time to understand if we are actually identifying a dream customer or if we are just projecting our own thoughts on what a dream customer is. And there's a very different distinction between them. So when I talk about, you know, when, when, when you're just starting a business, let's say it's very hard to identify your dream customer because you probably don't have very many customers. And if you do, you may not have enough data to do that. But if you've been running a business for a year or more, you should have some data on who are good customers. And if you're working with a system like Shopify, it's very easy to identify this because you can go into um, the Shopify back end and go into a tab. There's a tab called customers and you can filter uh, customers by orders they've made, by total spend, do it by within a certain um, time frame, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of stuff you can do, but it is um, really important for us to start from the bottom. So what is a dream customer? So a dream customer is somebody who loves your product. They are, you know, the type of person who if they're returning, they're like returning or exchanging your product. They're like extremely like conscientious and they would like fold the product and make it really nice in a box and ship it back. They would never complain about ship fees. Um, you know, they love everything you create. They are like you're the type of customer that would like tag you on social media and share your brand without even needing an incentive. Like these are the type of customers that just like love everything about your mission, your vision, your marketing you know, everything just resonates with them. Um, oftentimes, like when I did this exercise in the beginning, 
you know, I didn't have very many customers. So what I would do is I kind of made a customer avatar based on a group of 10 customers. So I took my top 10 customers. I did a lot of research online, you know, looking at their LinkedIn and their Pinterest profiles and trying to figure out what they liked and what they didn't like and what they were interested in. And that's how I kind of got down to that dream customer profile. Now, if you're just starting out and you don't have that data, you kind of have to make some guesses. And oftentimes we have the tendency as starting businesses with product-based businesses, it comes from an idea or a pain point. So something that we're experiencing ourselves. So for example, when I started in Circles, I was really frustrated by the lack of versatile travel clothing. So I started the brand originally with the idea of traveling lighter and doing it comfortably and in style. And I was in some ways the dream customer, but in many ways, I was not. So I'll get into that as well in a little bit. Um, but you really want to make that distinction early on because if you're making that guess when you first get started that you know you are your ideal customer, you have to know when to let that go. Because as your business and brand evolves, you probably aren't your best customer. And that's okay. You don't have to be your best ideal customer. That's fine. But you have to be able to separate yourself from what they would think and what you would think. And that is critical in a couple of different ways. So let me give you an example. So one thing I often hear from particularly female founders when I'm talking to them about email marketing is that I hate getting email newsletters in my inbox. So I don't like sending them. And that is a projection. So that is an example of a projection that you're putting out there because you personally, that person personally does not like getting email newsletters. Not that your dream customer doesn't like getting those email newsletters. And we can find out that data by identifying, you know, a potential dream customer and looking to see if they're on your email list and are they opening your emails. Um, but this kind of stuff is really, really important because you can project a lot of stuff on your business that is completely untrue because you are biased about it. So as an, another example, if you're like, I never Google for, you know, uh, new skincare brands, I only look at influencers. So then that may lead you down the path that, you know, SEO and search engine marketing is completely useless for beauty products or skincare. Whereas that's just your projection that you don't do it. So this is where it starts to get a little bit dangerous is that you need to be able to step out of your own shoes and look at your customer a little bit more objectively. Now, for any of you who are designing products from scratch, um, like clothing or jewelry, this is even more important because it's so easy to project what you want on customers you know, one example I can give you early on in Encircled was we used to have a t-shirt called the Nomadic V-neck and the Wanderer Sleeveless Tee. And they're beautiful tops. They were very, very long. They were almost like would cover your butt length because I'm very tall. I have a long torso and I was frustrated with not having long enough V-neck. So I wanted something super long. But you know what? The number one <laughs> complaint about that top was, was that it was too dang long. And then, you know, in some ways we make a new top and then maybe it's not long enough. But, you know, you're never going to please everybody. But if your dream customer is like buying that new top that you've designed that's a lot shorter at a much faster rate, then you've, you're on to something. So a lot of this is testing and learning and seeing what works and getting that feedback loop going. So if you are selling products, you definitely want to have a reviews app on your website and you can start to see who's doing reviews because a dream customer, let's say, would do a review. You wouldn't even probably have to ask them. They would be so excited about your mission, your vision. They would be on there. 
And the reason why it's so important to identify your dream customer is because you want more of them. That is how you go from one customer to 50 customers to over 25,000 customers. You need to know where they came from, how they found out about you, and what resonates with them about the brand. And then once you're like laser focused on that, then you can start to expand out. But if you've ever heard the quote that if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody, it's so true. I've gone through this process throughout the years with Encircle trying to, you know, say all the great things that we do, you know, and I'm sure many of you struggle with this as well when you're running a business that has a lot of elements to it. Maybe it's sustainability or maybe you have a charity give back or ethical manufacturing. You try to talk about everything every time you talk about the business. But the reality is there's only a few things that initially caught the eye of that dream customer. And identifying those is super critical to being able to, um, you know, set yourself up for success and make marketing messages that are super succinct that people will resonate with. And then once you've got them on your website, then you can tell them about all that other great stuff you do. So as an example, when I first started, you know, the Chrysalis Cardi was our first product at Encircled, and that product is super versatile. That is the main point of difference with this product is the versatility and the fact that it was designed with these snaps, these hand-sewn snaps um, that nobody else had done at that time. So when you transformed it, it literally looked like what it was supposed to be. So it looked like a dress, not a scarf tied into a dress. That was the biggest point of difference. So when I went out there with messaging about ethics and sustainability, especially at that time, it did not resonate at all. You know, so you really have to learn what to focus in on. So perhaps people resonated with the fact that it was a product that, you know, you can wear eight eight different ways in one garment. My dream customer loved that fact. She loves traveling. She loves versatility. And then she'd come to the website and discover, hey, also it's female founded and ethically made and sustainable. Amazing. So this is why it matters because it helps you really refine your marketing message as well. So how do you find out if you are your own dream customer or if you're just projecting what you think on your dream customer? Well, the only really way to do this that is super efficient is to actually find your dream customers. So many of the listeners of this podcast, I know you have existing businesses, maybe you've been in business a few years, you need to dig into that data. So like I talked about, go into your customer database on Shopify, go Shopify customers and set up some filters to see who's spending the most money with you, who has the highest average order value, who is ordering the most frequently, and start to dial into those customers and understand who they are, where they live, you know, what demographic they're in, are they married, are they single, what is their motivation for buying, like are they following other you know, purpose-driven brands, or is this a one-off? Like, start to dig into that. And if you want to take it a next level further, I highly, highly recommend interviewing some dream customers. I've done this with my coaching business. I've done this with Encircled. We actually did a formal piece of research in 2019 where we did focus groups with our customers, and we had an agency do it. But you can definitely do this yourself, and I think it's a great use of your time. You don't have to interview like a hundred of them. Just pick, you know, three of them, offer them a gift card to your store if they'll take like 20 minutes out of their time to talk to you and ask them some questions to learn more about them. And then from that information, you'll be able to start to shape a picture around your dream customer. Now, once you start to have this picture of your dream customer, you want to really bring it to life. So you want to create a document 
Um, even if it's a Google slide or a couple slides, which details out everything you know about this dream customer. So you probably want to change their name to protect their privacy, but you know, just give them a name like Jennifer and put up a photo and put up, you know, a sample Pinterest board by Jennifer and you know, what she would eat for lunch, you know, what she watches on TV. This is so, so important because I often see people straying from this and then starting to project you know, what they're into, into other avenues of social media and email marketing and all that kind of stuff. So if your dream customer isn't really into sustainability, but really likes the versatility of your product, then you should really be focusing on pushing that angle in everything you're doing. So let's talk about this. Are you your own dream customer? So are you matching up with these dream customers that you're researching? Do you have similar characteristics? Do you think the same way? Do you like getting emails? Do you not like getting emails? Do they? You know, do they use Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram? How often are they a social media consumer or are they like pretty limited? Like start to learn this about them and then compare them to you. And if they're not you, then that's a really big moment. That's a moment where you can say, okay, I am not this person, so I need to detail out as much as I know about this person as possible. And why I suggest a Google slide is because it's a really great way to share it with your team. If you don't have a team, when you do have a team or when you have an agency working with you, I find onboarding an agency, either, you know, Facebook marketing or, um, you know, social media marketing agency, etc. It's a good way to onboard them to who you are. And it makes that process so much more streamlined. So we went through an exercise last year where we were redoing some copy on our website. Unfortunately, it's not up yet, but hopefully it'll be up this month. Um, and that whole onboarding process was about, you know, sending our brand guide with our dream customer profile from Encircled and letting the agency know, like, this is what she's into and this is who she is. Um, and the more they got to learn about her, um, the better they could form the copy around what would be relevant to her. So one example I've seen recently was um, a, cust- um, a coaching client who was in my email marketing program asked me, so we did an exchange. So I did some uh, testimonials in exchange for reviewing their website at the end of the course because I wanted to see the feedback. And I noticed right away she targets like a 50-something woman and her Instagram feels very young to me in the references and just the, the colors and all that kind of stuff. So I started to think, you know, there's a mismatch here. So perhaps that's more of the founder's thing and it's not necessarily more of the customer's thing. I don't know the answer because it was just a recording video, but that kind of piqued my interest that... You know, if you're looking at your Instagram and you're posting stuff because you think that meme is funny on your Instagram, then you may be making an error because your dream customer may not find that funny at all. They may not even like memes. So this is why it's so important to step back and really try and put yourself in their shoes and say, okay, how often would my dream customer want to receive emails? What kind of content would she find valuable in these emails? What would be you know, a Facebook ad that she would click on, what would make her not click on a Facebook ad or him or they, whoever it is. So that's why dialing into this information really, really matters. So if you're ready to do this exercise, I highly recommend getting my 90-day customizable marketing plan. Um, It'll really help you plan out your quarter and make your goal. And there's a whole exercise 
in there on your dream customer because figuring out this information is super critical and if you've even got a year of data in your e-commerce store i promise that you will be able to do this um, it just takes a little bit of elbow work a little bit of online stalking and a little bit of gumption to ask them to do interviews and you can get your dream customer wrapped up in a bow and into your brand guide that we all want you to have and create this year so that you have that ready for you know your big expansions this year that you're all doing um but yeah it's a natural next step so i would bet that most of you are not your dream customers that would be my guess because i'm not even my dream customer anymore my dream customer is very different than me um you know she's similar um she's a little bit um She's a little bit younger than me, but um, you know she has different motivations for buying than even I have, which is super interesting. So I would say, you know, f- the only way I found that out, out was by actually doing the research to understand as well. So really take that time, do that research, delve into your dream customers, make a dream customer profile, and start to really put yourself in the shoes of your customer when you're doing anything, whether it's social media, email marketing, website design, copywriting, think like them. And I promise you, it will increase your conversion rate no matter what over the next three months. All right. So that's the end of this episode. Are you your own dream customer? I hope you found out some insights throughout this episode and likely you identified you're not your dream customer. So you've got some homework ahead of you. Do that research and dial into your dream customer and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts, and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.